Welcome back to the Go In The Match podcast. Today I'm joined by former Everton, Walsall, Cardiff, Huddlesfield, Oldham and Carlisle defender Anthony Gerrard. We'll be talking about his time as a young fan, his professional career and going into the coaching in the future. Anthony, thanks for giving me time today, mate, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Cheers, no problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I want you to take us back to your childhood growing up in Liverpool. How did your love for the 40 begin? Walking, basically. <laughs> From walking, you know, um, you know, like most kids in Liverpool in the 80s, you know, if you didn't have a f- football by your feet, you know, there was something wrong with you, <laughs> basically. So, um, yeah, that's where it all started. And, you know, once you start playing with the older kids and all bits and pieces like that, it just goes from, just, just cracks on, you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous how, sorry, how big football is in Liverpool. Um, in any in the city, really. But, uh, like I say, you know, Liverpool's like a hotbed of football, especially when you think of the, uh, the numbers that have came out as uh, professional footballers. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So you grew up being a Liverpool fan, am I right in saying that? You're a Reds? Yeah, yeah, Liverpool fan, yeah, Liverpool fan. So did you go to Anfield as a kid then? Uh, I did in my younger age, but not that I can remember. My granddad and my dad used to take me, but like yeah. I said, that was, you know, when I was silly young, you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't really remember it. I don't really, you know, people go, oh, we had to remember it in my first... I, I was that young, I honestly don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. And it most probably, most probably if it did, it would have scared the shit out of me, you know. <laughs> seventh, yeah, fifth, 40,000 people screaming, you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, you know, like I say, you know, you know, I've always been to football matches, you know, went to Anfield in my younger days and then when I played for Everton, you know, we used to get tickets and stuff like that. So I was always uh, going to the Everton games as well. Yeah. You, you touched on Everton there. Um, I believe you joined the academy at eight and you went on to yeah. captain them, the reserves at 18. So you signed yeah. your professional contract in May 2004. What, what was that like signing your first professional contract? It was a bit, a bit surreal, really, because um, I went, I enjoyed myself a little bit too much when I first found out I was getting my scholarship. Yeah. So I went into the, as a YTS. Mm-hmm. And I was in like not, not say not the best shape ever. So when I first walked in, um, me YouTube managers Colin Harvey and Alan Harper, two of the best fellas you'll ever wish to meet in football. As I first walked in, uh, I got pulled outside. So I thought, but I already knew I was in like bad nick. And yeah. I got pulled out. And the first thing Carl said to me was, "Listen, fatty, I've heard good things about you, but uh, you won't be playing for my 19s looking like that." <laughs> so from that point I had uh, knuckled down and got on with it and did everything that I had to do and uh, you know I'm thankful for that because if I didn't have that little kick up the bum mm. little kick up the bum then uh, I don't know what I would have got but you know I was always driven to I was always driven to be a footballer so uh, I'm thankful that you know I had to have a career in it So like you say there like you're being a red and obviously going on and playing for Everton was that a bit strange at first because you know you look at like you know, they say that the opposite, you look at like Carragher's being a blue. Was that a bit like strange for you at first or was it just like, you know, just crack on and get on with it? No, it was just football. Obviously, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not one of these like diehard football, you know, fans and all that. Like, oh, we, well, I don't think Liverpool's like that anyway. Yeah. Oh, we hate the blues or hate the reds and all that. I yeah. think it's more from the Everton side, really. But yeah. I was never like that. I just love football. I just love football and I was given the opportunity by Everton at the time to, to go and play. Mm. And obviously that's what I've done. But you know, when you go to the games and 
you know, you, you can see the players first and start to get a little, start to develop a little bit of a soft spot, and that's what happened, Jordan. Yeah. Time at Everton, you know what I mean? But like I say, you know, come Saturday, I'm looking out for both both uh, results. Mm. And you know, I obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, I've always been a Liverpool fan, but you know, I'd never have it like Liverpool. If Everton were in a final, a Liverpool wins, I'd be yeah, sporting yeah. Everton. I'd be sporting Everton, you know what I mean? I'm like I said, like I said, not one of these football fans where it's the be all and end all, you know, mm. uh, like to support your club, even though like you know, I can understand their. You know, the nine to five throughout the week, and then come Saturday, everything is about the football. Because you know, like I say, you know, I've I've lived there, I've enjoyed it, I've had a lovely uh, career, but uh, it's hard, it's hard to uh, you know because it gets to a certain point and it's a job. Then, yeah, I know that'll be hot. I know that'll be horrible for people to hear, but it is. It's a job. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Yeah, but yeah, like I say, you know, I'm always football fan. Always have been. Like yesterday. Yeah, I spoke to Stephen on the phone after the game. Yeah. And I just said to him, I'm on me, I'm on my fifth game of the day. I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm starting to watch football like Bielsa. And he started and he was laughing. So yeah. But like I say, you know, now it's football. Now with with me it's Liverpool Everton and Rangers. Like yesterday, what they what their game. Yeah, yeah. Any game. It could be even Sunday League. And I'd go and watch it. Like I say, it doesn't phase me. I just love, you know, I love the sport, I love what it's given me. And it's you know, I think at the present time, I think it's absolutely disgusting that people, kids, are not being able to enjoy what you know, something that to look forward to all throughout the week. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, at the moment, it's, it's it's really bad, isn't it? You know, like football's not just entertainment for people; it's people's life, isn't it? And like you say, like the youth coming through to get involved in something like footy, you know, shouldn't be making that a hard pathway for people to watch it. No, of course. Well me, well me lad, me lad plays for Preston, you know, and at Preston he's been doing he's been doing really well. Yeah. And now because they're category, the academy themselves are a category three category. They're not classed as elite. But the category one, category two academies are classed as elite. So so then they're being able to play. So he's he's missing out on Valuable training time and obviously time, yeah, time on the pitch and stuff like that. So it's, it's hard for him, you know. Obviously, I've been getting him in the back and doing his own little bits and pieces, but it's not the same, you know, going in and seeing your mates. You know, it's it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit sad, daily. Mm. But it's not a bit sad; it's really sad, you know. Because, like I say, you know, you know, I finished in January, and that's all. That's all I've been doing. That's all I've been been doing. Come the weekend, my Saturday used to be about myself, but now. They're about the kids and the the kids and the football. So we'll go on to talk about when you signed for Walsall in 2005. Yeah. Uh, spent four years there, went up and down the divisions. How yeah. The time at Walsall, come back now. Uh, it was a it was a massive learning curve. It was a massive learning curve, and it was like a reality. I went alone at uh, the back end of the previous season, and yeah. it was just basically, you know, I've been playing uh, reserve team football. I'm on the phone. Every year, seen football from 16. Oh, I just thought, you know, we had the opportunity. I went out on Athens and on loan. Then mm-hmm. I went there. And then once I got a first team, you know, going to the first team environment, because even though you come through in the come through as a first team player, still class like one of the young lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. At, at your parent club. I wouldn't say you're not seeing with respect, but like, you're just one of the young lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, you know, going there and being like a, you know, a pivotal, pivotal uh, person and keep, keep them up in the league that year, 
that was just cemented it. And when I went back, it was crazy because I had the opportunity to, to stay at Everton. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to stay at Everton, but it was a case of like, oh, we're just going to be, it was the year that Everton finished fourth. It was a case of like, yeah. oh, are you just going to um, be in the reserves and that again? And I just thought, no, no, what? It'll just be like a clean break. Yeah. So, like, so uh, yeah. Lion was really important to you then, like week in, week out. Yeah. Yeah, playing, you know, because once you have a um, once you have a little taste of it, it's, it's you know that's your life. Then you know it's like a, going on loan was like an audition. Basically, can you cut in the leagues? Can you cut it? Can you do it in men's football? And I found, you know, I talked to like a doctor Water. I've always been vocal. Yeah. Um, you know, I was quite, uh, I was quite, you know, I could play a number of positions at that time. And it just, it just, I just felt brilliant to be honest. So, like I said, you know, so decided not to uh, take the contract up, and then, uh, and then just go on my own and you know see where it took me. The crazy thing is though, I went out on loan. Yeah. So I knew I had the, uh, I knew it. I would, uh, you know, also were there. So at the time, I had an agent, and he weren't doing too much for me. So I was speaking to the club. Yeah. And as a sign for Walsall, this agent come on the scene. I was like, you haven't signed, have you? I was like, yeah, yeah, I've signed. He went, oh, what are you doing that for? You haven't signed. I haven't heard from you for months. Yeah, and he, he basically, he said, he had like, what, what, what is the championship then, Division 1? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a club, Plymouth it was at the time. I've got them there. They, they want to take you. And I was like, well, it's too late, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, you've left me hanging for so long. So go on to sign for Cardiff as well. July 2009. How excited yeah. you make you know getting that phone call because they've got a great fan base up there. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I um they'd been interested in me like all throughout my time at Walsall. Yeah. Uh, I think Southampton came and I got re- that got rejected. That was the year that Southampton went from League One to Championship mm-hmm. to the Prem. That was their bounce. So I missed that, which I was absolutely devastated about. Obviously, in eyes that you don't see that. But um, so yes, I signed. It was the year that it was the year, the year before Cardiff missed out on goal difference. They got beat. I think it was five or six nil yeah. by Preston, and I, that put them out the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So like I knew where they were finishing. So we're like I wasn't going to like a, a relegation threatened team. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to like the top end of the championship, which I relished. But um, Dave Jones brought me in. And um, basically said, "Are oh, you going to be fourth choice?" And I just told them, "said You know, I think you got the wrong player. You think I'm going to be fourth choice?" Yeah. That way, me being funny, or that was just me just saying, "No, I am coming here to, yeah, yeah, just just to pick a wage for me to, you know, to to prove myself at the next level, which it was, you know what I mean? So, and that's what I've done. In my sign there, I played every uh, preseason game, and then played every preseason game, and then stuck. I think I played 38 games, 37 games in that season. So, I that thought it established myself really well. Was that probably one of the most enjoyable times of your career then, playing? Yeah, my first two years in the championship. Yeah. They, they, you know, the first year at Cardiff, even though it ended a little bit sour. Mm-hmm. And also, my year at Hull, them two, my, my two best years. Yeah. Because I, I knew what I was capable of and I was doing it. Yeah, in the championship. Oh, yeah, I was doing it. I was doing it. And not, not just doing it, I was excelling. Yeah. As well, there's people talking about taking me 
again, and I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? I've gone from I've gone from League One into the, the Championship, played two years, and then people talk about taking me uh, higher again. So uh, it was it was nice to be honest. And then and then you know the uh, the, the catastrophe of my third year at, at Championship level hit. Yeah. So at all the clubs that you've been at, it seems to be like a bit of a recurring theme that you like end up being one of the fans' favourite. Um, you know, in, in your view, what do you think that was that made you have that close connection with the fans? Just giving it hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Being honest. Just yeah, being honest, being caring, being you know passionate about what you were doing for the club. You know. The fans and you know the fans are the mainstay of any club. You're only as a player, you're only you know passing through. But if you can show commitment to the cause for that short period of time, I think that endears you to any any football fan. But yeah. I don't think that's any football fan. I think that's just any fan of sport. You know, you could be talking rugby league, you could be talking rugby union, cricket, and you know what I mean. If, if you're passionate for that team that you're playing for at the time. Yeah, and you know you're willing to put it all in the life, them three points or whatever it were. I think that, like I said, that I think that endears you to people, and you know that, that that's what they ever tried to do. You know, is to put it under, hundred percent in every single game that I played. Yeah, I think those sort of players, you know, that are, are honest and committed, you know, not only on the pitch but off the pitch as well, kind of a dying breed in today's game, isn't it? Yeah, because everyone's media trained. Yeah. Just and you can and can't say different things, and you can't dig people out, and it's uh, you say it's a dying breed. It's just the evolution of football, really. Just the evolution of football. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think everyone needs it. You know, I think Liverpool have got it with Jordan Henderson. Yeah, I think Everton have got it with Seamus Coleman mm-hmm. in their captains. You know, Conor Cody at Wolves, Soidini at Watford. You know what I mean? When you look at you know the big personalities and the big you know. They obviously wear the armband more or less at every club. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, it's, of, it's, it's, it's not coincidence. Yeah, you want those those players on the pitch who are almost like a fan in some respect, and like fans can relate to in that in that way, aren't they? They represent yeah. the fans as well. well. That's what I mean. Like lads from working class backgrounds, I think that radiates with any football fan as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that really to any fan, you know, it's coming from, you know, not basically to having something and working so hard for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, like I said, I think it, uh, I think it resonates with football fans because obviously the majority are working class people who pay the money. And, and as long as you put it under percentage on the pitch, then, you know, I think win, lose or draw, you can come off and think, yeah, you know, he's put a shift in there. Might not, might not have played the best, but, you know, you can't, can't fold the commitments. Yeah, you can get behind it. Yeah. So, being a massive red myself, so I can't have you on the pod without talking about Stevie. So, yeah. just one thing I want to touch on about Gerald, and it's got to be Istanbul 2005. Yeah. Did you, all, did you all watch that as a family together, or did you go out to Istanbul? Oh. <laughs> the memories you must have had as a family must have been incredible. Well, it's a... Sorry, one second. It's a crazy one. Because I was in, I was in Cancun in, in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, you know, obviously after everything, I just need to get away. So yeah, I booked a holiday before, I think, Liverpool in the quarters. And when you look at the team that Liverpool beat, there was just like no way that they were getting to the final, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. It was crazy, the run. So, um, <laughs> so obviously I booked it. 
then obviously it happened against Chelsea, beat them in the semi. So I was like going crazy. And then obviously it hit you. Like, ah, oh, Istanbul. <laughs> so, so the day comes, it's, I think it's in the morning. I think it's in the morning in the Cancun. So I'm sitting at the bar. Yeah. Drinking strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> at like silly o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I live, so I'm sitting there with my partner. And she's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. And all that going crazy. At half time comes, I'm absolutely loaded on the snake's belly. I think I'm crying. I think yeah. I'm crying at that point on the bar, just thinking, oh, no, not just for the Liverpool, but for obviously Stephen, thinking, oh, I hope it doesn't get any worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't want him to be the captain of a Champions League uh, losers who took a drumming. Yeah. So I was obviously like I said, I was on the floor. And then obviously it happens. And as I said, you know, it happens and the rest is history. I've gone for that absolutely being uh, on the floor. It's an absolute jubilation, but he is a joy. And then I think it compounded my misery and compounded well, my holiday even worse. <laughs> because absolutely, as a Liverpool, like celebrating and all that, you yeah. know, she said, Ah, oh, you'd love to be there. Wouldn't you say, Yeah, I would. I'd absolutely love to be there. And obviously, <laughs> we've been drinking, so like she's sucking us, like it's it's a slight on her, you know what I mean? I'm like, No, well, it's not a slight on you. I mean, you would you, but anyone, no, now at our time, it's like, if you would have asked me then at that time, I would that be it was you, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just one of them things, but like, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, that's what uh, that's where I was anyway in Istanbul. Yeah. Was he was was Stephen a massive support throughout your career as well? You know, like off, on and off the field. You know, did he give you like, you know, because obviously you've had your own career as well and done really yeah. well. But like, did we, you know, throughout both your careers, we in touch quite a bit about being a professional footballer. It's crazy, no, no. Because no. I think he was like concentrating on him and I'm concentrating on me. You know, yeah. obviously, I've had, I had loads of opportunities to go to Liverpool when I was a, when I was a kid at 16 and then also at 18. Yeah. But I had a, like a, a bit of stubbornness mm. about it. Like, oh, I don't want to go there because I'd just be seen as, you know, he, he, Stephen's got me there when in reality, it was me. It was, that, it was me that had put myself in the opportunity yeah, and give myself the opportunity to go there. But... Um, let's say I think it was just stupid stubbornness and to be honest we didn't really speak you know I think it's later now like I've finished and Stephen's finished that we've come together and it's like started talking more and more and more mm. which is you know which, which is nice really you know what I mean but like I say you know when I look back at it it was a bit daft really because obviously sitting sitting sit, sit, sorry certain situations and scenarios you could have like steered me around them and you yeah. know give me a little help but I think that was more down to me really you know what I mean because it's crazy because you know everything that I've ever done in football I've always come out with the shitty end of the stick really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting it ni- that's putting it uh, nicely but uh, let's say you know it is what it is I've had a uh, rather half decent career yeah, and now I'm looking uh, on the future and seeing where that takes me. Yeah, so talk about the future there, and obviously you've touched on Stevie, and you know he's doing really well at Rangers, being a manager. So I know looking forward now, you're looking at doing doing the coaching and managing side. So you're doing like the pro licenses, and you know what are you most excited about in the future? Just that, just that. Uh, like I've said on previous uh, interviews and stuff like that, I think I was a coach before I even knew it. You know, I even thought about coaching. Yeah. Because I've always been a vocal kind of uh, player, putting people in the right positions, asking certain things to certain players, you know, while the game's going on. So I think it, it it could come quite naturally to me, but that's like 
that's not saying it will. You know, obviously yeah. you got to learn your craft, you got to learn your trade. But um, it's something I'm really excited about. Uh, COVID's put pay to me doing my badges at present. I yeah. supposed to have had me be done, done and dusted, but that's being put back now. But right. I've inquired with the PFA, and I think you know once you've played at a certain standard, you can be involved in thirteen football. I think it's in the football league, or I could be wrong. Mm. But as long as you're just being seen to be doing your badges, then you know, then, then you're all right to work in the first team environment. If that's the case, then I'm open to offers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so finally, the podcast is centered around going the match. So, with every podcast we're doing, I want to end by asking what your top three favorite matches you've been to, or obviously, in your case, that you've played in. Yeah, okay. Uh, number one, yeah, watching Wayne Rooney score. That goal at Arsenal. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was at it. That's insane. Like, we got two season tickets. Um, obviously, it was me and Wayne who were one of the first signings for Everton at that okay. time. So we played all the way through, and then like, he, he just, you know, accelerates away from everyone like you wouldn't believe. But you could, he had Stardust in his, you know, in his boots from the day dot. Um, yeah, so just watching him do that. Like someone who played with, grew up with, grew up playing with, you know, and known as family, it was absolutely madness. It was absolutely, you know, next level. Yeah, um, through as well, isn't he? Yeah, well, as I'm saying, you know, for someone, you know, a boy you'll believe to, to score a goal like that, it's, you know, it's, it is what dreams are made of, really. You know, growing up as well, just touching on Wayne there. I know, obviously, lots of people say how great he was growing up and he put like streets, heads and shoulders above most players. But, you know, how good really was he, like, at the young age? If Wayne Rooney wanted to, he'd be in the bracket of Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. I think Natalie, not, not, as for natural talent, he's got more, he's got more ability than yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo. I know that sounds really crazy to, to say, but Cristiano Ronaldo has built himself into this absolute machine, this goal-scoring machine. Yeah. But Wayne Rooney, I've seen him do things at 11, 10, 11, 12 that established internationals couldn't do. Yeah, just blow your mind. With the football. Yeah, like, absolutely, like, on the next level, it was absolutely madness from the stuff I've ever seen him do. But like I said, you know, and I won't disrespect, like, I see him get so much disrespect, like, how oh, Rooney, this, listen, I put respect in front of that lad's name, because, listen, if, like I said, if he, oh, I can't even say if he wanted it, if he want, because he's doing it at such a young age. Yeah. You can have that, you can have that little bit of burnout, or you can lose that little bit of something that you need to take, to keep it at that standard. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. It's no, no through no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. It just happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, for, for me, he, he, you know, he, he's in that bracket. He's in that bracket with uh, Ronaldo, uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi for me all day long. Um, my second game, my second game, can you, my second game would have to be um, playing for Walsall, being promoted at Swindon. Yeah. At Swindon, yeah, that was a absolute crazy game for like loads of different reasons. <laughs> uh, I think I think we were getting beat. I think we were getting beat. I think it was, and then like people talk about having blackouts, like at like at 
mad moments, like they don't remember things. Yeah. And I and that happened to me. And I just remember the ball falling to Dean Keaton's left foot on the left hand side of the box and he side volleys it into the far top corner. And <laughs> I just remember running down from like centre half and running yeah. like into all the fans. And I don't remember nothing after that until <laughs> and, and no, honestly, until we got on the bus. On the bus or in the dressing room. Like because man. honestly, yeah. it was absolutely crazy. No, until I got outside the ground, because then I see my dad and my granddad. And they give me a big massive crazy hug and all that. Yeah. But there's another there's another crazy story. Like my granddad and my dad went everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And I said, You weren't gonna miss that game. So they went down in my granddad's car and they parked up and like I I would say an illegal bit, like uh, basically where they were towing. So they parked, so after all the, you know, adulation and, uh, you know, yeah. euphoria that was watching it, they would go back to the car and the car's gone. Really? The car's gone. <laughs> yeah, the car's gone. So as my dad turns, he sees on the back the low loader. So the fella's about to take to the cop to the pound unless he can get like 300, 300 odd quid. Listen to this, like 300 odd quid at the time. So my dad didn't have no bank card and my granddad didn't have no bank card but and they, I think they're like about 120 quid between them so yeah. the fellows like had them no no we, we need the money we need the money so my so dad's a little bit of an otter as well so he's like that's one fucking job's worth giving them loads <laughs> come on me and then my granddad's like Tony you know what, what are you going to do so luckily enough it's, it's that this is like this is like what football is all about for me and like what football fans so like as they're arguing with this I won't say arguing as they're like talking to this fella like trying to find out you know what's going to happen a woman comes over a Swindon fan because obviously Swindon went up with us as well yeah but we went up as champions so this so she's absolutely made up and all that so she comes over lads what's happened and all that so my granddad and dad explain you know what's happened and like scousers like yeah yeah my lad just played uh, for Walsall he's like he's like yeah he's like oh brilliant so basically to tell him the situation he's like uh, listen lads I've got my credit card here. I'll pay you, but you've got to promise me that you'll give me it back, right? So my dad's like, yeah, so my dad's like, of course, I'll give you it back. Don't be silly. She's like, no, no. Listen, if my husband finds out, if my husband finds I've done this, he'll leave me. Honestly, because this is like so mad and all that. So my dad and my grand like, listen, as soon as we land home, I'll phone. I'll phone, get your bank details, and I'll be in the bank Monday morning. So yeah. the mum was like that. Please, please don't, you know, please don't shack me. Don't. And my mum and my dad and my granddad like, no, don't be stupid. No, no, it's all right. So basically, that happened. Then the woman paid it to get the car off where it was. Because I think if they if it would have took it, it would have been like an extra five hundred quid yeah. to the compound. All like it was all madness anyway. So the woman done this, like this random Swindon fan. So like my granddad and uh, my granddad and my dad absolutely love Swindon <laughs> from that point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's the second game, and um, I can't think. I can't. I don't know what. I don't want to put to Wembley because uh, it means Wembley twice and lost twice. I don't want to put them in, mm. but I think I might have to. I think it's a toss up of which one. Um, I'll go for. I'll go for the Blackpool game. Yeah, that we got beat. I'll go for that. Just the occasion. Oh. Just the occasion, no, because the occasion was showered. It, it, like I said, it's a ma- it's a crazy situation. I played every more or less every league game yeah. and got injured on the Friday before we played Leicester in the first um, in the first playoff game. So yeah. when we were playing, so we weren't happy. I got told we weren't playing, so we weren't happy. So 
Jay Bothray come off after like them in 20 minutes. So the, I, I come on for like 25 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And like the, the, the roar and like the Cardiff fans, it was crazy. I was like, wow, the roar and me, you know what I mean? Because I've just come on. Yeah. They must have thought. But like, you know, for my family and all that, it was it was brilliant for them. But like I say, for me, it was tinged. Proper tinge, because obviously, I honestly, I honestly think if I would have played, if I would have played in a in that game, I think would have would have went up, would have went up. That's like that's not not me saying it was you know down to me and all that. It's just the way I'd played throughout the year. I just had it. I just had it in my head that like you know we were going up. You know what I mean? Yeah, devastated then. Yeah, of course. But and then then things just went a little bit peat song then for thing. Eight weeks, eight weeks, and then ended up at Hull, which is another, you know, another mad one. Fantastic. So, just before you go, mate, just a massive thank you for giving me your time and coming on. I really appreciate it. Cheers, mate. No problem. Thank you very much. All right, mate. Top man. Cheers. Try now, try. If you haven't already, please subscribe, follow, and share. And of course, leave us a five star rating.